You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. I'm Matt Adams, Dave Griffiths, and Mike Chappell not joining me this week for the game recap version of the podcast. It'll be just me looking back at the Colts win, the 10-6 win over the New England Patriots over in Frankfurt, Germany. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was an ugly win, but... Uh, there will be people who will argue that there is no such thing as an ugly win because any win is a win. And I think you kind of have to just think about it that way. When you look at this game for the Colts, they climbed to five and five with the win more wins than they had last season. And improbably still sort of in the hunt for the AFC playoff race. I mean, they could get a wild card. You just don't know. I mean, they've given you a reason to keep watching this team, even though, Sometimes that offense is uh, pretty rough. I mean, if you were to take a blind draw out of the statistics of this game, you wouldn't necessarily think that the Colts would be the team that won this game. Uh, New England had more first downs. They were a little bit better on third down efficiency. They ran more plays. They had more total yards on offense, 340 to 264. Slightly more yards per play, better on yards per play, 5 to 4.9, so not a huge difference there. But the rushing yards, my goodness, 167 to 70, and that's supposed to be one of the Colts' strengths, but obviously when that's the only thing that you have to worry about and you put the ball in the quarterback's hands, then that's kind of what New England did this week. But the Colts were outrushed 167 to 70, and really strikingly there, 4.6 yards per rush for New England, 2.7 yards per rush for the Colts and New England also led in time of possession in this game. But there were some key areas in which the Colts had the advantage, namely the points. The most important statistic of all, of course, is points scored, and the Colts scored 10 while New England managed only six. And then also red zone. While New England had four red zone opportunities, they didn't score a touchdown on any of them. The Colts, on the other hand, With their red zone attempt, the one attempt that they had early in the game, they were able to make good on a touchdown on that one. So, you know, when it comes down to it again, uh, sometimes the statistics can be misleading, although no one will uh, look at those statistics and tell you that this was a pretty game by any stretch of the imagination. Looking at uh, some of the statistics from this game, 18 of 28, uh, the individual statistics, 18 of 28 for 194 yards for Gardner Minshew, 6.9 yards per completion, no touchdowns, no sacks, and one interception for a quarterback rating of 69.6. Not necessarily a banner day for Gardner, and if you uh, talk about misleading statistics, uh, Mac Jones had a better passer rating, 79.2. He was 15 of 20 for 170 yards, 8.5 yards completion per completion, but he had one interception, uh, including a killer in the red zone, and then uh, five, he was sacked five times. So, you know, when you look at statistics and people love to pound their chest and, and, and say, oh, this statistics proves this guy does this or this guy does that, they can be misleading. I mean, uh, to, to think that Mac Jones had a better quarterback rating on this particular day when he had five sacks and the uh, killer interception, I think we just know that that doesn't necessarily uh, meet the eye test. He was a little bit more efficient in far as far as completion percentage goes and as far as yards per completion go, and, and that's kind of the metrics, uh, some of the metrics that quarterback rating measures, but that's just kind of one of those things that it's uh, interesting to note. Uh, in the ground game, Shane Steichen said afterwards that, you know, they were just going to kind of ride the hot hand. They thought the hot hand was Jonathan Taylor, but to me it 
sounds totally like the team has turned this running game over to Jonathan Taylor. He had 23 carries for 69 yards, just three yards per carry, uh, a long of 10, and the key would be a touchdown on a, a fourth and goal where they uh, tried to do the quarterback sneak on third, uh, didn't really get that close, and then they kind of ran this uh, little outside stretch play to Taylor, who was just able to kind of weave his way around the defense. He got a good block there from Kylie Granson on the outside, was able to get it in, and, and that was really the most important play of the game because it was the game's only touchdown. Zach Moss just one carry for a couple yards. Gardner Minshew credited with two carries, minus one yard. Uh, just not a whole lot going there in the running game, but you know, on the first the touchdown drive, especially when they needed to get yards, they were able to get yards. When they needed to get a first down on a third and short, they were able to convert those types of things. So the running game did just enough, but it was not great by any stretch of the imagination. In the passing game, Michael Pittman Jr. leading all receivers, 12 targets, 8 receptions for 84 yards, 10.5 yards per completion, a long of 14 for Pitt. Josh Downs, a couple of catches for 40 yards, his long of 28. He had three targets. Downs, it was clear that, you know, they weren't necessarily sure he was going to play in this game, and he was out there a little bit more in the second half, but they didn't want to risk any big injuries to, to re-aggravate the knee that's been giving him some issues the last couple of weeks. Uh, his big catch, though, was a 28-yard catch, and that was a key moment in the game. Uh, the Colts had kind of, Mac Jones made a, a head-scratching interception where he severely underthrew a receiver, and or it was the tight end, I think, and Jillian Blackman was there and, and got it. It was right at the red zone. This would have been something that probably would have won the game for the Patriots, and instead, it's, it's an interception. Blackman gets it out to the five, and the Colts face like a, a third down play. And they don't really want to punt right there because, you know, you, you punt at that point. There's a lot of time left on the clock, and you're probably going to get New England. Even though Sanchez had a, Rigoberto Sanchez had a pretty good game punting, you didn't want to give the, the Patriots the ball right there and what could have been decent field position. But they were able to make a nice completion. Minshew kind of scrambled around a little bit and threw a dart to Josh Downs, who completely laid out and caught that pass. For 28 yards, that helped to keep the drive alive, make New England burn their timeouts, that sort of thing. Just a, a, a huge, huge play in that game. Isaiah McKenzie, four receptions for 31 yards. They really kind of featured him in the, the first drive that they had there, and, and that included a 30-yard completion, and he also had one that, that got dropped for a few yards there. Uh, Alec Pierce, one catch, 21 yards. Will Mallory, one for seven. Jonathan Taylor, one for six. Kylan Granson, one for five. And... Uh, you know, I, I don't want to pick on Gardner too much this week, but they, they did leave. The Colts left some plays out there on the field on offense, I felt. And there were a couple of opportunities they had to make some big plays if he could have just settled down a little bit, made a little bit better of a throw on some of these longer passes. I know Granson had one that really could have been a big play. And Granson may have... You could also make the argument Granson maybe should have caught that one. It did get onto his hands, and you kind of go the rule of thumb that you know if it gets to if it hits the receiver's hands, they should probably catch it. But they did leave a few of those plays, and then you know for Garner himself, it it feels like he's imagining this rush that's coming that's not quite yet there. And I'm sure the coaching staff has talked to him. These are very, very smart football people. I'm just a layman, a fan who you know observes and, and watches and kind of talks about what I see. And you see Gardner out there as soon as he gets the snap and it's like he's looking to run around. If, if, if the first pass that he wants to throw is not there, then it's time to run around. And 
you know, he wasn't sacked this week. He was able to keep the ball out of trouble for the most part, except for one killer interception and, and that ended up not being a killer interception for the Colts. You know, he, he's got to just settle down a little bit. Uh, give, give a couple more seconds there, a second and a half, you know, before he decides he needs to, you know, run around and scramble because he made some plays doing that, yes, but there were some other plays where I, I feel like if he just could have set himself a little bit better, made a little bit better of a throw, then then perhaps you have a better result there. But you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna the Colts again, five and five. This was essentially a road game. It was really a road game for both teams on this, you know, weird having to go to, to Germany. The Colts practiced uh, with a practiced on Thursday. And then they left for Germany on this flight that was like, you know, eight or nine hours. And then after they got off the plane, it was time for a walkthrough. And the Patriots had to go through the same thing, even though it was technically a home game for New England. You know, they still had to deal with the the travel and the the time difference and all that stuff. And, you you know, they didn't even muster a touchdown. The Patriots didn't. So, you know, I, I can't I can't say too many things. You know, there there's not a lot of negatives there because the Colts came out and they won the game. And that's really the most important part of having to do all this. But, you know, it was not uh, not a beautiful game. That is a, a tough, even though the Patriots are very are not a good football team. And clearly on offense, they have lots of struggles. They're, they're pretty stout defensively. You know, they, they, they scheme well. And Belichick is always a tough guy to play against, even when his teams are bad. And, and you feel like, I mean, if you're a New England fan here, you're thinking if we could just gotten some stuff out of our offense, we're going to win this game because the defense is going to lock down the Colts, and they pretty much did in this game. But let's hear from quarterback Gardner Minshew. Yeah, you know, you try to stick to your your progressions, your read as much as you can, and then, you know, at some point if it feels like it's not there, if you have to move off your spot. I thought our guys did a great job today of reacting and those second reactions getting open, um, and that was a big part of our offense today. Yep, good football player, you know, I'd say more than anything. Um, dude, dude can play ball, you know, he has a knack for getting open, for catching the ball. That was that was huge, wasn't a perfect ball he lays out. Um, you know, super proud of him, happy for him, um, and excited to get him healthy and rolling. You knew he was a good ball player, like he was open all the time, but just like the toughness he showed, like what did that kind of show you about him as a person? Absolutely, he just wants to help the team win, you know, and I think that's, one of the best things we have going right now is everybody's just invested in winning. It doesn't matter how it happens, what it looks like. Everybody just wants to win. Um, and, yeah, it feels good, man. Gardner, what did you see on that play? I mean, it gets you out of the shadow of your own goalpost. What, did you, what were you looking for? What did you see? Uh, yeah, first kind of looking to the left. Progression was taken back right. Um, they played a coverage, wasn't really expecting. Did a good job there. Um, but line gave us time and was able to kind of move around a little bit. And then Josh just made a heck of a play. Yeah, no, super interesting, man. That's a hard spot to go in, you know, when you're on 15, no timeouts, two minutes. Like, that's tough. Um, you know, it's pretty fired up for our defense, you know. Um, had a good opportunity there. Wish we could have ended with the ball, you know, in a four-minute situation. But, um, yeah, it was a tough deal. We're fired up, man. 
fired up. Got some free time coming. We're five and five. Got everything in front of us, you know. So I think it's a great opportunity to go home, get healthy, and uh, hit this back half of the season with a lot of confidence. That was quarterback Gardner Minshew talking about the Colts' ten to six hard-fought win over the New England Patriots in Frankfurt, Germany. Again, a, a tough game for the Colts, but the interception again. Sometimes you need a little bit of good fortune to go your way. I'm not even going to call it luck. I'm just it, nothing went right for this team last year. You know, they, they, they made the Matt Ryan trade. It didn't work out. He was constantly under fire. The offensive line was bad. JT got hurt. The defense couldn't stop anybody. You, they would get huge leads sometimes and then cough them up in historic fashion sometimes. Just felt like nothing went right for this team. You know, it's unfortunate that Anthony Richardson got hurt this year. Their, their rookie quarterback. Minshew's come in and gotten this team some wins, and it hasn't always been pretty. And that's that's fine. That's what the Colts are dealing with in their reality right now. But they did get a couple of breaks. And one of those breaks was Minshew. And I, I talked about this just a, a couple of minutes ago before we, we heard from Gardner. You know, he, he just feels like he's running around sometimes when he doesn't necessarily need to be. He's kind of not settling down in, in the pocket when he knows that there's an extra guy coming. Even when it gets picked up, it, it's like the clock in his head gets accelerated. And on the interception that he threw, which was near midfield, Colts were trying to put on a little bit of drive, maybe get some points. It looked like Gardner had a lane to pick up a few yards. And instead, he tries to throw this pass on the run. It was a really nice play by the New England defender. I'm not saying that it's not, but he gets up and he tips that ball and New England intercepts it. But if Gardner had just gone ahead and tucked that ball and run, uh, I don't think he necessarily gets the first down. But I do think maybe with a pump fake or something like that, he gets that defender off his feet, and maybe he's able to, to get close to the first down. But at, at any rate, they would have kept that drive alive there for at least one more play to see what they could muster. Now, when I talked about good fortune, this is what I, I mean by it. Yeah, they turned the ball over. This was a key moment in the game. You didn't want to have that happen. <laughs> I mean, it, it was their first possession of the second half, and that's the whole reason you defer on that opening kickoff is so that you can get the ball to start the second half and try to get some points. And uh, ideally, you can have the ball at the end of the first half and then try to try to d double it up on your opponent. But instead, uh, Minshew threw the interception, of course, on that drive. They also had the pass interference against Pittman on what would have been a nice play, an offensive pass interference, and it was. He totally pushed off on the guy to, to get himself open. But Minshew throws that ball, and it gets intercepted. It just comes at the worst possible time. Right, and at this at this point, it's the only turnover of the game. Uh, Colts, while the offense hasn't looked stellar, you know they have gotten some points. They've not turned the ball over. Well, here comes the big turnover that you know you kind of have braced for over the last couple of weeks. The Colts are fortunate. The defense holds up here in in the in in the idea that they did not give up a touchdown. They they kept New England out of the end zone, and then they got a break. And the break was that New England missed a 35-yard field goal, not by much, mind you but they missed the 35-yard field goal. And that was a major, major moment in the game because if New England hits that field goal, then it changes the entire complexity of that second half. You know, when, when the Patriots get down there, Mac Jones doesn't throw that interception because the Patriots probably go for a field goal to go ahead at that point in the game. But since they'd missed the field goal, the, the, the math didn't work out for them. They had to score touchdowns in order to get back into the game. So that, that was huge. After the uh, missed field goal, the Colts punted. 
Uh, they did give up another field goal to New England after that, but then the Colts were able to cash in off of an Isaiah McKenzie kick return. Uh, 42 yards, I think it was, and that set Matt Gay up for a 51-yard field goal. That made it 10-6. to It had been 7-6, to and then that made it 10-6. to And again, that missed field goal from New England, this would have been a 10-9 to game. And so when you have the, the drama that ensues at the end of the game, would have played out much, much differently if New England had hit that field goal. So they got a little bit of good fortune there. And then they also had some good fortune with just an inexplicable uh, throw or a, a bad decision from Mac Jones. I think it was more of a, a bad throw than it was a bad decision. Trying to hit his tight end in the end zone in what probably would have been the game-winning score. I mean, you know, maybe the Colts, you know, go down and, and are able to respond to that. But he throws this interception and Julian Blackman is just right there. And it gets severely underthrown. Blackman doesn't get up uh, immediately, but he does eventually get up and get the ball out to the five. But man, I think he, I, I don't know if he thought he was in the end zone and that he would get touched down and it would be a touchback, or if he was just so stunned that that ball went like right to him. Gets it out to the five. Uh, that allows the Colts to choose some clock, make the Patriots use their timeouts, and sets up a, a last drive. And instead of Mac Jones coming out with the offense for the final drive, it's Bailey Zappi, the backup quarterback who sometimes comes in to mop up when Belichick's not happy with how Mac Jones is playing. So Zappi comes in there. It's still a 10-6 to game, a couple minutes on the clock. Uh, Patriots with, you know, no timeouts, trying to, to, to get, you know, the game-winning drive out there. And, you know, it, it's, they don't get much here. Uh, it starts out at the 14-yard line, a uh, short pass for five yards, then an incomplete pass, then another pass to Hunter Henry for a uh, first down for 11 yards. First and 10, incomplete pass, then another incompletion by Zappi. Third and 10, uh, he does get a pass to nine yards to make it a fourth and one, which the Patriots then convert. Then with this clock running, I mean, you're looking at under uh, under 50 seconds, I think, left in this game, like 40 seconds, something along those lines. Uh, Zappi comes up, and he fake spikes the ball to clock it because, again, the Patriots don't have any timeouts, and the clock is not their friend. And then just sort of airmails one over the middle of the field to a gaggle of a stable, I guess you could say, of Colts defensive backs, and Rodney Thomas is there to pick it off. And then after that, it's the greatest play in football, which is the kneel down in the victory formation. So the Colts coming away with a 10-6 to win, hard-fought win for them. Let's hear from head coach Shane Steichen. What's up, guys? Uh, just injury report. Uh, Ryan Kelly, um, concussion during the game, and that's all I got right now for you guys. That ready when you are. I mean, it was huge. Our defense, they played awesome uh, the entire game. You know, to hold a team like that to six points, any team in the National Football League to hold them to six points uh, is phenomenal. Uh, it's always going to give yourself, you know, your team a chance to win. Um, but it was huge. Uh, That's what we talked about during the week. Hey, when they get in the red zone, they've been really good down in there scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So, so prevent them from scoring those touchdowns at home to the two field goals was, was huge. What was it like seeing Julian? He had the one where he could have picked it, tried to harm himself, and then he comes back and picks the huge one. Yeah, no, it was big. Shoot, I was just talking to him in the locker room. He got the pick, and he was about on the two-yard line. I'm on the sidelines. Get up and get some yards so we ain't on the two. 
and he got it out to the five, uh, which was good. Um, but to get those two interceptions, win the turnover battle, shoot, you know, we've won the turnover battle now five games, and we've won five games. So. What did you think of Josh Downs' catch there, that third down? Oh, it was huge. It was awesome. You know, the, just his excitement that he had uh, to create that big play. Great scramble, you know, by uh, Gardner to get it to him, but to lay out and make that play. Uh, that you know, that's what preparation does. You know, you prepare the right way, and you go out and make those plays uh, on Sunday. How difficult, Sorry. 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 How difficult was this week for him? He didn't practice, and it seemed like you guys kind of brought him in almost like before the second quarter. Yeah, no, we used him sparingly, uh, so, you know, on some third downs and stuff. Um, but you know what? He's been in the system now. You know, obviously ten weeks in, and going through those meetings and sitting in those meetings and understanding what we're trying to get done uh, to go out and execute it. Yeah, I think any game, you go into any game, there's always going to be some opportunities you want back. Um, but we'll go look at the tape. Obviously, there's a few, yeah, that we'd like to have back. Um, but we found a way to get it done. And that's the name of the game is one of the football games. And our defense, you know, stepped up. We moved the ball offensively, but we didn't finish our drives uh, like we normally do. Uh, but it was good to get the win. Yeah, no, it's huge. Anytime, you know, it starts with the D-line, offensive lines up front uh, for Dio to get that. Uh, going out there and playing like he did, and the rest of the defensive line uh, was big, setting the tone early. Shane, what was the reaction on your side of seeing the Patriots make the change on the final drive at quarterback? Yes, yeah, I didn't know if Mac was hurt or what. I, didn't, I wasn't sure. So, what does it say about this team that you've been able to win games in different ways now going into five? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, you, you start playing your best football in November and December, and you start climbing. You know, you kind of find out about teams late, you know, but, you know second half of the season. Um, so, to be 2-0, and uh, and finding different ways to win it. Our defense has obviously stepped, stepped up the last two weeks in Carolina and then now here against the Patriots. Um, but the big thing is just playing that complimentary football, you know, back and forth going forward uh, so we can be at our best uh, coming off the bye. Yeah, no, he's got some savviness to him. You know, some of those third downs, especially early on that first drive, I think we had two third downs, created some big plays on some scrambles, um, which was huge. And then obviously the big one we just talked about to Josh Downs uh, was huge. Um, but he's got good poise. You know, he sees it well. Um, and it was, good. it was a good team. It was a good team win. That's huge. I mean, it's huge to get to 500 before the bye, you know, get these guys a week off, get them some rest, uh, and then come back, you know, and hit the ground running. We got Tampa Bay, you know, coming back in our place uh, in a couple of weeks. So we're looking forward to it. Are you going to take almost all the carries today? Um, yeah. Was that good with anything or was that just? No, just, just some of the things we had up uh, for JT. That was just the way it went. I don't know. We got to we got to look at it. You know, that's a good question. I'm gonna uh, study it hard, uh, obviously going forward, and uh, we'll go from there. Couple more. Go ahead, just ask it. Um, what do you think? Do you think you were the team with the stronger nerves at the end? You know, um, that's why you were winning. Or I mean, so what did you do for your like mental break? Um, I think the biggest thing, our guys, you know, they found a way, and it's really just you know staying focused on the sideline, and just keeping them juiced up, and saying like, hey, let's go make another play. And uh, the guys were playing awesome on defense, you know, and then to get the turnover right there at the end to win it uh, was huge. Uh, in the locker room, it was just, hey, get healthy, you know, and let's, let's go make a run at this thing. we got seven games left. Um, we're right in the thick of it, and uh, let's play our best football in November and December going forward. Head coach, Fred, I mean, in a game where you've had the title so far, 
Oh yeah, no, it's been awesome to come over here uh, and experience this. Uh, this is my third time doing international games, uh, and it was great. Obviously, the Frankfurt and Germany and everything was great host for us, and we really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was great. That was head coach Shane Steichen talking about the Colts' 10-6 win over the Patriots in Germany. That was a 9:30, around a 9:30 a.m. kickoff here for those of us in the Eastern Time Zone. Let's take a look real quickly at the defense. Zaire Franklin led all tacklers. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Glad you're back, Zaire. 15 tackles, 12 of them solo, some of them impactful. Shaq Leonard, the second leading tackler with nine, but only two of those were solo. And it felt to me like, you know, and and it's all about defensive scheme and, and what you're trying to do. And this defense is different from what Matt Eberflus ran when Shaq really thrived in the defense. But Guy's having trouble getting off his blocks. He's getting manhandled a bit and just seems to be a, a step behind everything. Shaq has been talking about how he needs to be out there and he wants to make splash plays. And when you when you say that, it sounds great, but you've got to go out there and you've got to do it. And he had a chance to make a couple out there. There was a chance for him to fall on a fumble early in the game. He was unable to recover it. There was a chance for him to stop Ezekiel Elliott for what would have been, you know, a couple yard, a tackle for a loss. But instead, you know, it kind of bounces right off of him. It becomes a nice play for New England. So the nine tackles were not particularly impactful. DeForest Buckner, uh, eight tackles, four of them solo, a tackle for loss. He had a couple of QB hits. And while it wasn't quite the, the huge, huge, huge game that he had last week against Carolina, uh, DeForest was very much in the mix here and uh, had, a, had a nice game. Kenny Moore, six tackles, five of them solo. No passes defended or anything like that this week. You know, just kind of a a normal game for Kenny Moore after last week's uh, just incredible game that he had against Panthers with the two interceptions and the touchdowns. Dio Odengbo, my goodness, man, especially in the first half. uh, That guy was everywhere. He had four tackles, four of them solo, three sacks for Dio. And and you kind of been waiting for that second piece of the Colts pass rush to kind of kick in because you know you're going to have Buckner out there. But they, they kind of moved Odengbo around and he was able to get some pressure off the edge. They looped him around a couple of times. He was able to get some pressure. And so they really did a good job of getting a pass rush this week. Uh, Quiddy Pay also had a sack and so did Tyquan Lewis. So that was the five sacks that the Colts had. Interceptions again, Julian Blackman with one, Rodney Thomas for another there, uh, both with uh, small returns, short returns for each of them there. Isaiah McKenzie again with the 42-yard kickoff return, and that led to a 51-yard field goal from Matt Gay. Now, both teams in this game had missed field goals. Gay missed from 57 yards for the Colts uh, near the end of the first half. Then the Patriots missed a 35-yard one. And you don't want to miss field goals, period. But I think you also understand that that 57-yard field goal is kind of a 50-50 ball. Like, with Matt Gay, you feel your odds are pretty good. We've seen him do it. We saw the Baltimore game. Guy's got a leg. It was online, but just a little bit short. Like, just a little bit. And, you know, you you understand if a guy misses a 57-yard field goal. That's not an automatic. You would love to have it. It would have been great to have it, get those points. Didn't quite work out. When you're the Patriots and you're in field goal range and you're attempting a 35-yard field goal, you've got to have that. You've got to convert that if you're an NFL kicker. And, you know, that's why the Patriots are 2-8. and eight. They were 2-7 and seven coming to this game, and they left Germany in this quote-unquote home game 2-8. and eight. So the Colts will have a bye week coming up, and what that means for the Colts Blue Zone podcast is this is going to be our sole episode this week. I'm going to give Dave 
Griffiths and Mike Chappell the week off as the Colts have a week off because we're not anticipating anything major from the team. If that changes, if, if there is something big that happens, you know, maybe we'll put together a short podcast to discuss any team news that would, would come out or anything like that. But we're not anticipating that that will be the case, but you can't anticipate the news. But typically, bye weeks are going to be quiet. Everybody's going to go and, and get away from the game for a week or so, enjoy some time off, rest, relax, heal, that sort of thing. Much needed and much better to have a bye week where you're coming off the win instead of having that loss fester the whole week. So good on the Colts for that. Again, the Colts have a week off. They will next play Tampa Bay on Sunday, November the 26th. That'll be the Sunday after Thanksgiving. It's not a great Buccaneers team. And the Colts will have an opportunity here. I mean, this schedule is, you know, it's not easy. It's not super easy. But, you know, they've got Tampa Bay at home. Then it's at Tennessee. Uh, We'll see how the Titans are doing. They're having a rough year. Uh, At Cincinnati, it's a pretty good Bengals team. They lost a tough one to those Texans, those rising Houston Texans, by the way. Then it's home against Pittsburgh. Still no uh, day and date yet, uh, or time for that one yet. Then they're at Atlanta home against Las Vegas, and then home against Houston. So there are some winnable games there, and the Colts just need to keep themselves in the playoff hunt and win a game that you're supposed to win, maybe win a game that you shouldn't win, and things could get very, very interesting for the rest of the season. But again, this will be our sole podcast of the week. For Dave Griffiths and Mike Chappell, I'm Matt Adams. Thanks for listening. 